Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you turn in your Bibles with me um, to Matthew chapter 14, the, the end of the chapter, um, we're going to finish up that chapter and begin on chapter 15. Um, one thing we got to remember is uh, the Bible, when it was written, it didn't have chapters and verses. Uh, those were put in there much later, and sometimes they make sense, and sometimes they, they don't. And um, so we're just going to kind of go right through that barrier of the chapter, because there's not really a barrier there. Um, starting with... Uh, 34 of chapter 14 and, and kind of go through this passage where Jesus talks about um, what makes us unclean. Um, this seems a little bit strange to us. We don't have the same kind of regulations that uh, they had in the Old Testament and biblical times. Um, and, and so it's a little bit foreign to us. But we understand washing our hands before we eat, right? Right? We, we do understand washing our hands before we eat. That's what mama always told us, right? <laughs> Come on in, it's time for dinner. Or make sure you wash your hands up first, right? We're, we're familiar with that, but it's not for the same reason. You know, we, we are modern people. We, uh, we know about bacteria and antibiotics and all of those kinds of things. Um, and so we wash our hands with soap. Um, you know, uh, we... we, uh, we we're aware of all the germs and things like that. Um, ancient cultures, they, they weren't concerned about that so much. No, these were ritual washings. And um, in, uh, in biblical times, in Leviticus, and, in, and there's a place in Exodus where there's rules that are given by God that the priests are supposed to wash their hands at certain periods of time. Uh, and, and, and there's ritual washings to make someone ceremonially clean. We're not talking about trying to keep from catching the disease. This is about um, being ritually, ceremonially clean. Because in the Old Testament, in order to be able to participate in the life of, of the worship of the congregation of Israel, you had to be ceremonially unclean. And there were so many different things that could cause a person not to be ceremonial, ceremonially clean, and they couldn't participate in the worship. Somebody who was a leper couldn't participate in the worship. Someone who um, ha- had some kind of a deformity couldn't participate in the worship. Um, a, a woman who was on her menstruation could not participate in the worship, had to wait until another time. There were all kinds of these different things that would keep people away from God. And what happened over time is that there were more and more traditions that were built on top of that. God gave these specific traditions, not specific traditions, but specific commandments there in Exodus and in Leviticus about ceremonially cleanness, but the Pharisees and other elders, as this passage talks about, came up with all kinds of other traditions. And that's kind of how we are as human beings, right? We, 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 we want to know there's, there's a line that's drawn, and we're so afraid that we might get too close to that line, so we draw, a lo- draw another line back here. And then we're afraid that we might cross that line, so we draw another line back here. And so uh, what we see in all these traditions 
is that they had drawn the line after line after line to keep themselves from crossing the line, and so they have this big body of tradition. So what the Pharisees are going to talk about here in this passage is not something that was commanded by God at all. It's just tradition. It wasn't a biblical commandment. So let's dive into our text. Um, The first part that we're going to look at it's just kind of finishing up the last chapter, but I, I think there is a connection, and I'm actually going to wait till the end to kind of show how that fits. But let's go ahead and read. Verse 34 of chapter 14. And when they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent around to all that region and brought to him all who were sick and implored him that they might only touch the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it were made well. Then the Pharisees and the scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. He answered them, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, honor your father and mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But I say to you, if anyone tells his father or mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not, I'm sorry, but you say, I I said that wrong, but you say, if anyone um, tells his father or mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So for the sake of your traditions, you have made void the word of God, you hypocrites. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching his doctrines the commandments of men. And he called the people to him and said to them, Hear and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a person. Then the disciples came to him and said, and said to him, do, do you know what, that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? And he said, every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They are blind guides. And if the blind lead the blind, they, they will both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, explain the parable to us. And he said, are you still without understanding? Do you still do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth into the passes into the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that you give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Father, give me grace and strength as I preach your word in Jesus' name. Amen. As I said, I'm going to come back to uh, verses 34 through 36 kind of towards the end. But let's just look at it real quick here. We have Jesus had been walking on the water that we looked at last week when I wasn't here. Leif brought you through that. 
Jesus had walked on the water. They come to the other side. They land at this place called Gennesaret. And the Word of Jesus, you just can't keep it a lid on it. You know, it, 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 The Word's spreading and people recognize Him. And the Word gets out, hey, Jesus is here. They know Jesus is someone who can heal. So the Word gets out and they're bringing all kinds of people to them. And maybe they'd heard about the story that we read about earlier in this book. About the woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. And all she did was come up to Jesus and touch the hem of His garment and she was healed immediately. Maybe they had heard that story. Or maybe there were other stories like that. But we know this is not unfamiliar. Jesus had done this kind of a thing. Where people would just come up to Him and touch Him. Touch His clothing and they'd be healed. And so all kinds of people were pressing up, trying to get close to Him so that they could just touch Him. And they'd be healed. Jesus was amazing. He could do what no one else could. He could touch people. And they were made well. We'll come back to that. Chapter 15. Well, the Pharisees, they're always in conflict with Jesus here. They're always Pharisees and the scribes. They've got all these traditions, and Jesus just doesn't care about their traditions. Right? He, he, he's, he's breaking the Sabbath, they think. He's, he's doing all these things, and it's really ticking them off. <laughs> they come to Jesus and say, Why do your disciples break the traditions of the elders? They, wash, they, they don't wash their hands before they eat. Their concern here is for that, that ritual cleanness. They want to they make sure that people are, are able to participate in the life of worship by not being ceremonially unclean. And yet Jesus, He doesn't even answer their question. They ask Him, why do your disciples eat? And He totally cuts to the heart here. He says, why do you break the commandments of God for the sake of your tradition? <laughs> <laughs> he's not answering why they're washing, not washing their hands. He's pointing the finger back at them. What about you? You've got this tradition. And, and then he talks about something that seems unrelated. The point, the connection between with their question and what Jesus was talking about is they had something that, that was a tradition that they were mad at the disciples because they didn't follow those traditions. But Jesus here says, wait a minute, wait a minute, You've, you're doing worse. God commanded something. It's written in His Word. And you've got this tradition that conflicts with that. And so that you can keep your tradition of man, you're breaking God's commandments. That's how he answers. Uh, let's, let's see what this uh, tradition is. It has to do with honoring a father and mother. Um. For God commanded, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. We know from the Ten Commandments, honor your father and mother uh, for, uh, so that the, your days may go well with you in the land that I will give you. As, as we know from the New Testament, it's the first commandment with the promise. He promises a long life in the land if people honor their father and mother. And, and, and he takes it serious. Whoever doesn't honor their father or mother, they shall die. 
And we don't take that very seriously today, do we? We got a whiny kid, (laughs) or worse. We don't think anything of it. Boy, in the Old Testament, whoo! (laughs) Glad you're not living back then, Josh. Well, let's talk about it afterwards. Okay, is that good? All right, all right. All right. Well, I, I will have a conversation with you afterwards. That's, that's good. Um, let me get my thoughts again. All right. Um, so he takes this seriously. I mean, I'm getting back in. <laughs> Sorry. If anyone tells father or mother, what, would you, what you would have gained from me... So, as a part of honoring their father and mother, they're supposed to care for their father and mother. You know, that's kind of the cycle of life. When we're young, our parents take care of us. Then we get older into young adulthood and we're like peers. And then we get a little bit older and our parents are aged and they need us to take care of them like they, we, they took care of us when we were younger. And part of honoring our father and mother is caring for the, our aged relatives. Well, they had this tradition that would say, they, they could say, everything, I, I'm, I'm going to dedicate this amount of money that I, was going, I should have been able to use to, to take care of my parents. I'm going to dedicate it to God. And because of that dedicating it to God, then they're kind of off the hook. And they, they don't have to use that money to take care of their parents. It's kind of weird. I don't think we think that way. We don't really think that way. But anyway, that's kind of their loophole. Always looking for loopholes, right? That was their loophole. Uh, they don't have to take care of their parents because they've given this gift to God, kind of in a replacement of, uh, of um, taking care of their parents. Jesus points this out and says, You're hypocrites! Here you are yelling at the disciples because they're breaking traditions, but you, Pharisees and scribes, you're breaking God's commandment for the sake of keeping your traditions. He calls them hypocrites. And he quotes Isaiah. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain they do worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. That's a danger that all of us can fall into. Listen to this again. This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Week in and week out, we can come to church, we can sing the songs, we can join in with the prayers, we can go through the motions, and everybody on the outside looks at us and thinks, yeah, they're a Christian, they're coming, but our hearts are far from Him. What are we doing during the week? Are we still praying? Are we still reading our Bible? Do we still depend upon Him? Are we, do we put on one face at church and another face everywhere else? Jesus calls this hypocrisy. In vain you worship Me. Isaiah said, Your worship makes Me sick! is what God, God was saying in Isaiah. 
in chapter 1. Your worship makes me sick. I don't want any of it. Because it's just hypocrisy. And if that's the way we are, it's better that we don't even come if we're just going to be hypocrites. If we're just coming so that people see us. We're just coming because we want people to like us. We come because we want to worship God. We come because He's changed us. We come because He's given us a new heart. Verse 10. And He called the people to Him and said to them, Hear and understand, it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person. Notice this, it says, and He called the people to Him. He wasn't answering the the Pharisees and the scribes. He answered the Pharisees and the scribes by calling them hypocrites and pointing out what they'd done wrong. And I'm, I'm assuming this is maybe later when the Pharisees and the scribes weren't around and He calls all these other people together with Him and then He gives them the answer. You catch that? He called the people to Him and said, Hear and understand, it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles a person. Now He says this statement, and the disciples later, they call this a parable. Well, When we think about parables, a lot of times we think of like the parable of the sower, the parable of the weeds, the parable of the lost sheep, all those different kind of parables. This is a one-liner but it's a parable. Some parables were long and some parables were short. This is a short parable. It is not what defiles it not is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth that this defiles a person. I'm gonna, I'm not going to explain this right now because Jesus does here in just a little bit. Then the disciples came to him and said, "Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying?" The disciples, they're like, the, the Pharisees, they, they got really offended when you said that. They got really offended whenever you were talking about how it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person. How, how do you respond, Jesus? The disciples want to know this. Look at what Jesus answers. He answers with another parable, kind of. He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. I'm going to stop there. That sounds a little bit familiar. We've been going through Matthew. One of the other parables that we had just had was the parable of the weeds. Remember? The farmer goes out and plants all of his good seed, goes to bed at night, the enemy comes. Plants a bunch of weeds in the middle of the seeds, in the middle of the field. They grow up together. And the disciples want to know, hey, should, you, should, you, uh, should we go out and you know, get rid of all these weeds? And he says, no, let them grow up together. Remember the story? I think this is referring back to his other parable. But the Father is the one who's going to pluck them out. Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. You let them alone. The Father's going to root them up. What that's telling us is, Jesus is saying, don't worry about them. They're not mine. Don't worry about them. Then, He says, let them alone. 
They're blind guides. And if the blind lead the blind, they'll both fall into a pit. Can you imagine it? You're blind. Can't see. You need someone to guide you. So, you find somebody else. He's also blind. <laughs> Just imagine it. The funny, how funny the picture. Oh, oh, good, good, I find you. Uh, yeah, help me out here. And we both walk off the edge of the stage. <laughs> they both fall into a pit. Verse 15, Peter said to him, explain the parable to us. What's he talking about here? He's not talking about the blind leading the blind. He's not talking about the plant that will be uprooted. He's talking about the earlier one, about this whole passage has been about. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. That's what defiles a person. So that's what Peter wants him to explain. And he said, Jesus said, are you still without understanding? Jesus is surprised. You know, the disciples can be thick sometimes, right? They don't get it. Just like us. Sometimes it's over and over and over again, and I'm like, when am I going to learn my lesson? Jesus says, Are you still don't understand? But he gives an explanation. Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is expelled? Now in the Greek there, when it says it's, it's expelled, it says it goes into the latrine. So we, we, we get the picture here. Whatever goes into the mouth. He's, he's talking very literally. Very earthy terms. You eat something... It's just going to go through the digestive system and get flushed out to the ocean, right? (laughs) But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. What we say, that comes from our heart. Our words. We think of a book like James. It says, who can control the tongue? Whoever can control the tongue is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. The tongue is a restless evil. It's a fire that burns everything. So oftentimes, we, with our tongues, we, as James says, we bless God and we curse our neighbor. And it ought not to be so. Jesus here says, whatever goes out of the mouth, that's what defiles a person. And I'm not talking just about bad language or anything like that. That, that can be part of it, maybe. But here Jesus expands evil thoughts. Plotting and planning with someone to do something that's evil. Evil thoughts. um, Murder. Man, I could just kill that guy. It's flowing from the heart. We may not even fulfill it with our actions, but Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, whoever says, Raka, whoever calls his brother, you fool, is in danger of hell. It's not just going through the motions and killing somebody actually, but God looks at our hearts. Adultery, sexual immorality, and we can think of all the kinds of language that people use that reflects what's inside of the heart about sexuality. Theft. Covetousness. We, oh, I wish I had that. I want that. 
false witness. Lying. That defiles us. It's not what goes into the mouth. It's what comes out of the mouth. When we lie, we're not right with God. We're hypocrites. And slander. Talking bad about other people behind their back. Slander. It's what comes out of the mouth that defiles us, not what goes into the mouth. Verse 20, These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. So the big picture here. Big picture. The Pharisees, they were all concerned. They were all up in the disciples' business because they were, they were eating with unwashed hands. Like, you're not ceremonially pure. Jesus cuts right through all the stuff. Calls them hypocrites because they're keeping the laws of man rather than the laws of God. And he says, Don't you get it? It's stuff. Things we put in our mouths, it's not gonna it's not what defiles us. It's what's in our hearts. It's what's in our hearts. It's what comes out of the mouth. It's so what's the answer? What's the answer? You know, in the Old Testament, when we think about all these different um, ceremonial cleanness, if something touched something that was unclean, it became unclean. If, If you touched a dead animal, you became unclean. You had to go through this process and wait until evening or whatever. If you touched something that somebody had sat on that was unclean, then... You became unclean. It was transmitted, this uncleanness was transmitted by touching someone. I told you I was going to come back to the beginning. Jesus. And when the men of that place recognized Him, they sent around to all the region and brought to Him all who were sick and implored Him that they might touch the fringe of His garment and as many as touched it were made well. These people were sick. They were ceremonially unclean. And they touched Jesus. And instead of Jesus becoming ceremonially unclean, the holiness that was in Jesus spread to them. That's the answer. We've got wickedness in our hearts. We have all kinds of evil thoughts, murder, adultery, lying. All these things are in our hearts and the only answer is a touch from Jesus. And He'll cleanse us. He will cleanse us. We believe that Jesus is God Himself, that the Word became flesh, that He came and He dwelled among us. He lived a sinless, perfect life. He did not deserve the penalty of death on the cross. And yet He went willingly so that He would die as a substitute for our sins. That is the Gospel. He died as a substitute for our sins and went to to receive that offering of Himself. We repent and believe. We don't have to clean ourselves up. We don't have to watch what we eat. We repent 
We say, I've been living the wrong way. Jesus, I need You to come and make me clean. And we believe that His death paid for our sins. We look to Jesus and we're made clean. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.